welcome to Dismaniacs Podcast. This week's cast is brought to you by Inland Flight Club and Tasty Beers. Now it's time for your hosts, Tyler and Dave. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dismaniacs Podcast. Thank you again, as always, to everyone that has been listening so far. We love and appreciate all the positive feedback and and views and clicks and eyeballs and ears uh, tuning into the show, so... Welcome back. Uh, today, it's just it's just me and my homie Tyler. We're broing down today. What up, guys? Yep, we're just having a little a little bro date between me and you. Yeah, yeah, a little powwow. <laughs> yeah, uh, I may couldn't join us, and to be honest, I just have been busy with uh, some stuff that I'll talk about that uh, wasn't able to get a guest because that's on me but uh you know i'm kind of looking forward to to just a little one-on-one with with uh just the boys you know just us two it's a, it's so time we had a little us time you know yeah you know <laughs> crack a beer light a couple yeah. candles you know exactly turn on some uh careless whisper and talk some disc golf <laughs> um yeah man uh so how's it been going over the last few weeks how you how you been what's the disc golf looking like uh i've been good um disc golf has been good uh i think yeah we talked after my first tournament um jaime and i and chris um went down to nebraska last weekend for the fourth annual mccook open and ended up taking it down in a playoff uh, so that was pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah, uh, was in a playoff with Rob Nichols, who's uh, one of. He's been playing for freaking ever, Colorado legend, and he <laughs> went he went nine down for the last eight holes to tie me. What a beast! In, including an eagle on the last hole, it was so stressful. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I hit a thirty footer to push the playoff, and then hit like a forty footer on the first hole. And he was like 15 feet away and dead center spit to lose. Oh, no. And I felt so bad. It was like the weirdest feeling I've ever had winning. Uh, Because honestly, had I gone second, I would have just laid up. Like it was such a, it was a perfect putt. It just like came out. (laughs) But I had already made my putt. It was done. Um, Damn, poor guy. Yeah, that that feels bad. Especially with the run that he had. I mean, he talked like just put the pressure on. Can I ask what kind of what kind of baskets they had there? Um, I think that one was like a Mach three. Okay. Yeah. So, so. It, it wasn't like shocking, but it was still like at the time and place of it was shocking. Right. You just throw um, your fists up to the disc golf gods and say why. <laughs> yeah. Well and my forty footer was like it like hit cage, hit chains, hit cage, flopped in. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> uh, well, I guess the odds were in your favor that day, huh? Yeah, yeah. And I also hit an ace, so that was cool. Oh, nice! What? Do you, yeah. All right, give me the give me the full story, man. I'm... So it was honestly, well, most aces are not perfect shots, but this one was an exceptionally not perfect shot because the. the <laughs> I thought the you were going to say was this like, was an exception because it was perfect. No, no, it was definitely not. <laughs> it, the, the the basket was like on a mound, and I would have had like a 
probably a layup from like 35 on a death putt with a headwind had it not gone in. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a nice little surprise. Just purely (laughs) calculated, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Nice. Definitely. So uh, how, what was the distance on it? Uh, It was probably like 250, 280 uphill. It wasn't, oh, okay. wasn't too big. little putter turnover. Oh, nice. What'd you throw? I threw the shield. Oh, nice. My, what uh, what plastic? Uh, the hard. The baseline okay. hard. Nice, nice. Is it like beat in or pretty fresh or what? That one's pretty fresh. I carry four of them. Uh, four? It's also my putting. Uh, it's also my putting putter. Wait, so you throw have... your putting putter? Yeah, I, I don't care at all. You I, animal. My, my putting putters are like four years old. I don't like putting with shields when they're new. They're really stable. Got so it. I prefer them beat up. And the more beat up, the more float they have, you know? So <laughs> just keep beating those bad boys up. <laughs> wow. I got, I got so, some more cycling in. So if I lose them, it's okay. Yeah, okay. It That, I guess, <laughs> makes a little bit more sense for you having four if they're putting putters as well. Yeah. I mean, do you just randomly grab like one out of the four out of your bag or do you have like specific wear? They're a fair amount different. Oh, okay. Uh, I got like a stupid overstable one and then like a straight to stable and then like a straight and then like a flippy. Do you switch what, which one you use depending on like headwind, tailwind and distance and stuff like when you're putting? I pretty much only putt with the beat up one, but if there is a headwind, I will switch to a the stable one. Oh, okay. But yeah. I'm, I've I've actually been playing around with putting with the slammer this week because I'm playing in Wyoming this weekend, and we're supposed to have like 30 mile an hour winds. So you, so, just, you should just rent like a shop fan and just put it behind your practice basket. <laughs> well, no, luckily it's been ridiculously windy here all week. So oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Got my practice out. In. <laughs> yeah. So if not if nothing else, it'll be good practice for uh the DDO because I'm sure it'll be windy out there. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. Right, that's pretty much you can count on it, you know? Yep, yep. Nice man. Yeah, cool. That was sweet. Get my get my first win of the year out of the way. Um, yes, sir. And yeah, and other than that, just working, playing when I can nothing else too exciting i don't think sweet sweet well good to hear the the practice putting is actually paying off and yeah yeah knock on wood not you know backfiring in any weird way you know no it's been working pretty well i've been putting pretty confidently so sweet man yeah that's awesome cool yeah um as i alluded to earlier i've been preoccupied preoccupied um my dog has been has been sick over the past couple weeks which those who are listening will notice this episode is releasing a week after it's supposed to we're supposed to be on a every two week schedule but obviously there's been three weeks since the last one but uh yeah he's he's been sick um been kind of in and out of um, emergency vet and regular vet and switching between a bunch of meds and stuff. So uh, very little disc golf. The The amount of uh, throwing that I've had is I have one of the, um, dang it, I wish I 
had it in the room here, but no, I definitely don't have it around. But it's a a knit like little oh, mini disc, yeah. like the pocket disc. Yeah, the po- yeah, I think that must be what it's called, right? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it almost looks like a like a hot pad. Yes, yeah, it looks like a yeah, exactly <laughs> for like what you put under. Yeah, like a hot plate or something. Yeah, like if you're yeah. making Dude, those are fajitas sweet. and you put them on the kitchen table or something, the cast yeah. iron. But uh, yeah, I threw that around the house back and forth a few times just as I was watching Texas States and longing <laughs> for I throwing discs. your house going back and forth. <laughs> yes, literally. And I only have one, so it's like... <laughs> Have you seen that? Uh, have you seen that GIF of like um, the Simpsons? That kid just throwing the frisbee like back yes. and forth. <laughs> That's that literally be in my house. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, <laughs> times are tough. Yep, yep. That's so rip. you gotta gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes you know, just get that get that little fix in. But I feel like it's been helping me with my my flick. Like really. <laughs> Really like feeling that like that that snap pop, you know, because yeah, sure you can't wobble that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you put you know off axis on that, it just you know fl- flips and yeah, flops later. all over the place. So, so yeah, I mean my my hyzer, probably my spike hyzer forehands are gonna be real snappy. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Yep, silver linings. Yep, yep, yep. But. uh it does have me considering cleaning up some of my my backyard to um, finally get the practice basket in my backyard because I have I usually just have it in my garage and I've got a tarp that I have hanging like in the back of my garage so that it catches the disc yeah. if you know not if I miss but the <laughs> let's say generously forty percent of the time that I miss from thirty <laughs> feet. <laughs> That I don't just blast the my water heater with you know my links, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah. So I mean, I've been doing that. Just you know, watching disc golf, obviously. Through you know, being the the Simpsons kid, tossing back and forth in my house, and just thinking yep. of of the day that I can get back out and um and get back out playing, especially with with the pup. I think he's going to be really excited when we can finally get out get out to the course and get him some exercise and see all yeah, the disc homies and all that stuff. So. Too. Yeah, man. It, it's really made me appreciate disc golf even more as well. And just because over, over COVID, I know all of us disc golf players have been really grateful to already be into this sport because it is something that, you know, you can distance, it's outside, you know, all that good stuff and, uh, you know, allows us to get outside and socialize somewhat during these tough times. But um, mm-hmm. being actually locked away and like not need, not being able to even go out and play disc has made me realize just how much it really, it really has helped me through all this isolation um, for sure yeah. yeah going going without it for a couple weeks has been it's been tough to be honest and yeah the the difference between the two being able to do it and not being able to do it 
is just huge. So, so yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to getting back and getting some new appreciation for the sport and, and the people in it too. I mean, there's, yep. there's other things that I can try to do, you know, try to play video games, but then, you know, <laughs> the, the vibe of video games, unless, you know, you're just playing like co-op games with, with homies, like, that's like a totally different environment it's not friendly disc golf competition <laughs> for sure <laughs> so um, it's different when you can get outside get the sun on you get the body moving yep yeah exactly this feels good yep yep so so yeah that's uh that's kind of what we've been up to but um luckily been able to socialize uh, i think most people that are listening know that i admin the dismania collectors and throwers group on facebook so been even even more active a little bit on there just you know replying to people's comments of of pictures of discs and you know talking specific runs of disc and stuff like that which has been also pulling me through getting at least the conversational side you know getting that little fix in every once in a while in between given the the putt meds and all that so for sure. Well, I'm yeah. glad to hear you better. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really mention that. He is. He is doing better for everybody listening. Um, we're still pulling through some some meds and stuff, but it looks like he's he's over the hump now. So, no need for anyone to be concerned. But I know everybody out there is probably already sending their love, and I'll just preemptively say thank you to everybody that uh, that's thinking about him for me. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man. Speaking of watching some disc golf, uh, yeah. I've been sitting around stewing, just thinking about the Texas states. Like, sure. yeah, just I mean, first of all, that course looks <laughs> so awesome. So yeah, sick. that looks like my nightmare course, but I would kill to put it. <laughs> just tree kicks into thick. Oh, we, I just have never, well, I played something like that once in my life and that was in North Carolina, but we don't, we don't have woods like that out here, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah you guys a, more like elevation. Yeah. You know, there's always a secondary fairway in Colorado, even on wooded courses, because they're just not that dense. But man, that course looked like you kick off the fairway, you're pitching back to the fairway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, saw that quite a few times. And even if you're in the fairway, if you're like five feet off the sweet spot. Yeah, good luck. You're still scrambling super hard. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, lo it looks like a cool course, though. Um, one of the interesting things that um, I saw was that, including this year now, over the past six years in both the MPO and FPO, the tournament has been won by one of the three highest rated players at that given time. So, okay. Uh, so basically like somebody in the top three always wins the tournament there. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think, I think like maybe Texas. that's a sign of like a really well-designed course. Yeah. It's like, it's Texas just figured out like the true test of disc golf yeah and it, you, yeah i'm kind of like, 
freak winds would happen on quirky courses or, or less uh, demanding courses, you know? Yeah. Or like you get into maybe like, you know, like we were talking about like super high wind situations or, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm I was kind of trying well, to think if that's a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be. That Rick has been really high rated and he's dominated Texas for years. I'm yeah. assuming he has a handful of those wins, right? Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, he, he just seems to clean up Texas. Like, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> he just loves it there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure wins. he's he's won at least a few out of the last out of the last like five. Yeah. So I think yeah, the only time was... there was an upset was Oh, you know what? Um Never mind. Yeah. I was just thinking that there was a time where somebody else had won, but I think it was a few years ago that it wasn't like Ricky or Paul or anybody. Yeah. I think, I think Ricky's won like four the last five or something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was looking at the Ulti Worlds, their, you know, their prediction stats again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I did notice that Ricky overperforms at Texas State's. Like they have a whole a whole chart where it shows the FPO and MPO players and kind of graphs out oh, yeah. how they perform there rating wise versus yeah, the, their the current rating. rating. Yeah, yeah, which is impressive because well. Above him is Alex Russell, AJ Risley, and Garrett Gerthy, who are all, I mean, they're great players, but they're not as established. Like Ricky, to overperform at Ricky's rating says a lot. Right. Yeah. You have to take into consideration what their rating is in the first yeah. place. Yeah. Like he's, he's shooting like 1060 average there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, um, I think Garrett, he was top 10, right? Yeah, he got. Yeah, Garrett's pretty high. Yeah, he got fifth, and so, and I mean, Garrett does well. I mean, we see him in lead card, chase card, you know, on several yeah, tournaments totally. throughout the year, every year. But yeah. I would say fifth place is is probably a pretty, pretty high placement for him on a on a national tour, like. I would think he was happy, um, especially. I just love the fact that Garrett's known for his distance, but he's so good in the woods. Yeah, yeah, that is that is interesting, and actually brings me to one of the things I noted, um, especially watching uh, Matt Orum. Mm-hmm. That's how you say his last name, right? Orum, Orum. Oh, I think it's I think it's Orum. Yeah, Orum. Uh, you he obviously has a unique style where, you know, he like kind of curls his wrist by his back shoulder and yeah. High you know, reach back. Kind of like a, yeah. High reach back, like high to low, um, almost like an air bounce type type yeah. throw. Um, yeah. It's like a high ultimate throw almost. Yeah. But, it kind of is. 
Yeah. But I was thinking about that and wondering if that kind of style of throw for some reason is just more effective in the woods. Like since you're going towards a more high spin, not not so much relying on, you know, pure like velocity or or speed, you know, like if it's easier to place shots like that. Right. And you wouldn't get as bad as tree kicks either. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, well, maybe I, I just think, I, I think velocity is like velocity in is equal to velocity out. Like you smash a tree going 80, you're going to come off that tree pretty hard still. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I think, he also is just so freaking good. Like, I don't think people realize because he hasn't played as much on the tour. Right. But yeah. I mean, I, I remember listening to the commentary and they were talking about Southern Nationals. The, like, it's like not sanctioned. And I think his dad started it. And they were saying, like, if Southern Nationals counted on his PDJ wins, he would have hundreds more. Like, interesting he's, he's been dominating for years he just doesn't show up on the pdga because those aren't sanctioned but they're huge tournaments big payouts they're no joke interesting uh, yeah now I, that's what i was kind of wondering too with him just since he he really is fun to watch and i've watched a couple interviews uh he's he's done uh, with like uh Johnny Discolf and yeah. a couple other ones, and he just seems like a just like a wholesome individual. Like I I don't know why it's just some people when when they're holding a conversation you can't help but smile. You know. Yeah, for he, sure. Yeah, he seems like one of those those kind of people. It's a good old Southern boy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just right. They just uh, love, roll tide. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I, I just, just pulled it up. He he only has sixty three PDJ wins, which I'll bet he has over two hundred major win. Yeah, just that seems super low stuff. for sure. Yeah, for his skill level, that's crazy low. Yeah, cause, I mean, I'm I'm looking at his 2020 tournament results, and he's got three, six, nine. He only has 13 tournaments. Uh, well, I guess 2020 is 2020 is was a little weird. It's COVID, but so then yeah, I don't know if he's ever played over 20. Well, in like 2015, he played eight tournaments. I guarantee he played more than that. Yeah, so 2019, he's got 21 tournaments listed. And yeah, I'm sure he played a lot more than that. Yeah. Cause... Yeah, I, I hope he plays a lot more this year. Maybe money in disc golf is really starting to become a thing. I don't know. Yeah, like hopefully. He, he has the talent level to, to make that money. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, and I'm trying to look at his at his upcoming tournaments actually now on the PDGA as well. I hadn't looked at that yet. Yeah, it looks like he's doing Jonesboro, 
Bowling Green. And then 28th Annual City of Mobile Championships. So he's, he's from Mobile, right? Yeah, so it looks oh, like he's going back right. home, and it looks like he's doing some it's a Battle of... I don't know what this is. No, this is know, in Louisiana. So yeah, he's going back to the South after after all this, just kind of staying in the South. Yep. I mean, he's going to Worlds, so that'll be cool. Yep. So, yeah, but I mean, if he's obviously he's sustained himself, you know, this way for many a year now. I mean, he's yeah. been He got I think he got second at Worlds in like 2006 or 2004 yeah. or something. Yeah. So, kind of kind of interesting. Maybe he just, you know, he doesn't prefer you know life on the road maybe or yeah. you know only prefers to travel a certain amount i mean you were talking last week about like yeah why I would it. i travel when i could just stay around home and make just as much if not more so yeah, maybe that's just the the tip he's on but i i surely would definitely like to see more of him for sure like yeah, and it seems like the people who play he plays with, yeah, enjoy his will. company as well. So yeah. I'm sure he'd be be a credit, a gift to to everybody else. Um, yeah, especially finishing second, you know, Cute. and considering that that tournament is so dominated by top players, you know, that says a little bit something when you're when you're beating Paul Macbeth at a course that is dominated by the Paul McBeths and Rickies of Cal <laughs> you know. Yeah. Eagles for sure. Yep. Yeah. Which that's another Eagle. interesting one. I mean, Eagle takes eighth, which is absolutely nothing to scoff at, but with with just the where Eagles game is at right now, that that's another interesting one. For sure. You know. Yeah, I don't know how much is he commented on a shoulder injury. Not maybe not injury is the right word, but discomfort. Yeah, some maybe like some soreness or something. Um, and I was watching his first round, and he was like, even going into hole eleven, I think. And I was like, oh no, what's going on with Eagle? Like, is he gonna blow it? And then he birdied eight straight to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, good boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's also not Eagles. Well, I don't know. He won Idlewild last year. I can't say it's not his kind of course, but he can yeah. win anywhere. I mean, you do think huge bombs. You know, yeah, I mean, you think it's Crush more, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah but it seems like his... Crush Boy, maybe a little Casey White getting in the mix. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I, I'm... I, yeah, it's... Plus, um... Yeah, he did um he did well in his last tournament too at uh at um Belton, the open at Belton. Yeah, he got sixth at Belton. Yep. So I mean that's that's pretty impressive considering Definitely. second year on tour. Yeah, the short short amount of of time that he's been in these kind of situations. I mean 
last year he played i mean he played a good amount of the pro tour last year uh, memorial yeah. dd open preserve um rolling ridge i mean he played he played a decent amount of of big tournaments but he hasn't been you know he just got on Discmania, and i feel like that maybe for him maybe that's less pressure now that he's kind of established and maybe that's just maybe that's actually what he needed is you know more support and like maybe that actually fuels him you know i don't know and i think especially now after back-to-back great performances he can kind of get over that like imposter syndrome that I feel like it's hard to get over sometimes for for good players that are coming out of nowhere. Like, I belong here. I'm good enough, you know? Like, he just took back-to-back top tens. Like, now he can settle in and be like, all right, this, this is what I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I've definitely heard some some insider stories about, yeah, kind of getting comfortable in that in that um environment you know because it's got to be a pretty you know well i know for a fact it's a tight-knit group i mean there's no way around it i mean you don't have to know anybody inside of it to know that you know all these these people you know the top you know 20 25 maybe 30 players seeing each other at every single tournament, camping at the same campsites, yeah, renting Airbnbs together. Like these people know each other intimately, you know? And so, yeah, to, to get into that group can, yeah, I could, I could absolutely see how that, that would be its own challenge in its own mental stress in its own of, I'm around these people all the time and everybody else knows each other and you know, I'm the new kid type thing. Right. So so yeah, hopefully, I mean, I imagine hanging out with Simon as much as he has and kind of that like Massachusetts group that's, that's around there. Mm -hmm. Um, like new England group, all that. I mean, he's already tight knit in that community. So maybe just that he's bringing, I feel like that entire area is blowing up and becoming like the new California of yeah, disc golf. Like it yeah. seemed like, you know, it was like Paul Macbeth and, you know, Dismania was down there and Innova is down there. So there's a lot of, you know, California influence and, you know, a little bit of, you know, West Coast bias i would say towards towards you know who got the spotlight or maybe just where a lot of good talent was coming from i think Mm -hmm. maybe now as the sport's growing you know that kind of area is really i I mean maybe i'm just ignorant to what's going on but it seems like there's a lot more exposure to that that community that's there and so I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's something, maybe that I, I plays agree. a role as well. Yeah. And I, I mean, he's just, 
he seems like a fun dude, fun to root for, easy to root for. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, he didn't seem to have any kind of, you know, super crazy outbursts or anything like that, which... I mean, his nerves were in check. He, like, he looked like he belonged. It was fun to see. Yeah, definitely. And I would, I would uh, hazard to say best dressed on his uh on his cards during the <laughs> the coverage too. Well we Matteo doesn't really give a fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ricky's trying. Ricky's looking good out there these days. Uh, yeah, that's I was I actually I really did notice that as well. He's not uh just rocking the the tilted up flat bill and you gym know. shorts anymore. Yeah, gym shorts or cargo yeah. shorts or whatever. Also so. Total side note, but Rick, them doing all these interviews, mm-hmm. uh, Ricky's interviewing skills have gotten so much better. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember yeah. watching him. I, I mean, I've been watching. I've been playing for a long time. I've been watching for a long time, and he was pretty rough. Like, I don't know if he took some classes or if he just finally got comfortable. But he's like one of my most favorite people to look forward to like watching him talk now <laughs> it's just such a nice transition like yeah it's it's great i just love mm. it <laughs> I get a smile on my face every time yeah i wonder if that was that was part of the end of a deals they're like all right rick get you're gonna together. be our su- our number one you're our superstar from here on out so we need you Dude. He's haircuts every two weeks <laughs> he's not awkward he's just goof he's like himself just is yeah. able to like open up yeah it's great sure. i'm loving it yeah i think some of my some of my favorite clinics to watch have been ricky clinics just because he just rattles off information like so fast <laughs> He need, he was he was uh, rough around the edges, you know. Yeah, he needed a little polish. He like kind of stops for a second, and like you cut to the people that are there, and they're just like, uh-huh. uh huh. <laughs> okay. His his are really good though. I've watched yeah. plenty of them. <laughs> I mean, I I don't care how Ricky talks to me if he's teaching me something. That's I can only benefit. So I would yeah. I would never Absolutely. complain about Ricky teaching me something in any in any capacity so we'll just get that disclaimer out of the way but (laughs) it is kind of kind of (laughs) funny yeah so yeah man um yeah i feel like i feel like he is going back into stride though for sure so and i i do kind of wonder if that's something to do with um, you know, cause he had contracted Lyme and there was that whole thing attached to that, that I don't even want to really talk about cause I think it's been talked to death, but, um, I wonder if that, you know, going through all that, like if that affected like maybe some of his conditioning or, um, something like that i don't know like it seems like his 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 putt was what i felt like was missing like there were i want to say like you know 20 2018 2019 Mm -hmm. 
maybe like beginning of 2019, probably 2017 to like early 2019. It was like, who's the best putter? And everybody's like, well, there was always a debate like, well, Ricky hits the hits huge ginormous putts just like all the time. But Paul hits the clutch putts, you know? Yeah. And then I don't know. I think something, something changed. Like he's, he stopped doing like his, he still dips down, you know, like he used to, but Mm -hmm. not like quite as much. And he doesn't have like the super exaggerated, like throw it super fast and super hard nose down. That's what I've noticed too. Like he's putting a lot slower from inside 20 feet. Yeah. Cause he used to kind of just rip it in wherever he was and he gets spits all the time. And I don't know if I've seen him with a spit, like an, like a close spit this year. He he's putting with good pace. I don't know if it's just confidence in his stroke that he can slow it down now or, but I totally agree. It looks totally different. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that little break like caused him to rethink things or, you know, I, I'd be curious. I, I would love to, to talk to him and be like, Rick, why, why is your putt looking different, bro? Yeah. (laughs) He's playing with some swagger right now. Yeah. Like if he can stay on this heater, I think, I, I don't know how he couldn't be the favorite to win worlds. Yeah, that was, that's that's what's on my mind too. Is yeah, he's going back to course he's won before. He's well, and they're they're doing the the golf course and the wooded course, and he's clearly good in the woods, and he he's won on the golf course before. So yeah, yeah. he 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 looks like he's on another level, and he may be number one rated in the world after this next upstate. I, I mean, he just reeled off like ten eighty averages. Uh yeah, actually I didn't even really Belton, take a look at the Belton, he went ten seventy three, ten seventy, ten ninety six. Jeez. And then okay, Texas States was a little more human. Ten fifty, ten sixty four, ten seventy eight. I mean everybody's rating was low though. Yeah. Least, it, it may just be the like I mean these the are unofficial models. results. So yeah, they won't move too much. I wouldn't think. Yeah. But I mean, the yeah, highest... I mean he's going to get a nice jump because those are his only two Raider tournaments on that update. I think maybe he has another. Yeah. Cause an Eagle kind of slipped those last two. So it'll yeah, be interesting to see the rating, yeah, I mean... the rating shift. Oh, Waco, Waco will be on that update too. And Ricky got 11 that. Yep. They may drag him down a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I, I thought the updates were... I thought they were first Tuesday of the month, but... That's what I thought as well? No update this month. I don't hmm. know. PDA does their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, we, I just pay them, and they just, you know... <laughs> they just do whatever, you they know? They just do, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, 
there's times like these where i'm glad we're a small podcast you know so you sure. get like, hey you know just no blowback at all DJ. that's that's not that's not nothing yeah. new you know <laughs> i just gotta hope if we blow up that they never come back and listen nah, to the, the old ones you know so yeah this is what this is like halfway through a buried podcast we're set don't even yeah worry we're about good it. we're good <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah uh, um so yeah i i definitely think he's like you said yeah he's he's seeming confident both yeah in his play and appearance and conversation yeah. and everything like that so i mean hey more power to him i i wouldn't mind seeing another another ricky win i mean i'm obviously biased i'm a dismania fanboy so well, i'm hoping somebody Eagle gets it yeah i mean i am too i'm a colorado fanboy so we're oh. we're on the same page with eagle there you go <laughs> I'm, I'm also just an eagle fanboy i love that kid yeah and I, i'm still calling him a kid i refuse <laughs> to accept that he's an adult now <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah maybe i need to i need to see him like driving a big truck or something at some point or like i don't know i don't know what it's gonna take for me maybe if he picks up like whittling or something or you know something he starts making his own leather belts or something like that i go put it past him except it won't be leather it'll be like hemp oh yeah (laughs) he's from colorado so hey (laughs) vegan all the way man yep uh, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, Pfft, I'm dumb. Of course. <laughs> Jeez, that completely flew over my head. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. Nice. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a second take there. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit that out totally. It's been, it's been a long week. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one person I was surprised to not see a little bit better was, um, well. Actually, I guess he did pretty well, but James, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, again, maybe I'm just living in 2018 still, but I just remember James just being like, it's like wooded course. Oh, James is going to be top five, you know? Yeah. Like, like I'm wondering, I is just he like still like king of the woods or like not, you know, not so much anymore or like you know i i for me he was he's phenomenal woods player i just don't understand how you can be that good in the woods and not have a forehand like it just doesn't make sense to me (laughs) like i just it it doesn't make sense actually that's that's true there there are quite a few forehand uh, like almost forehand mandatories on that course yeah, that's true. I wasn't taking that into account. But he is great in the like. It, there are certain players that just make it work. Like Girthy doesn't have a great forehand. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. It blows my mind. Like, yeah. how do you do that? Yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll see over the over the next little bit. You know, yeah, we do have you know like Idlewild, and there'll be plenty more. What the course is yeah. for him to I was watching the Lone Star Classic, um, Austin, Texas, who apparently had thirty thousand dollars out of cash. Ooh. 
which Matt Orem, Matt Orem, well, spoilers, Matt Orem won. Uh, <laughs> but I was watching the coverage, and Conrad looks like he's still learning the discs a little bit to me. That, he had some shots yeah. where it looked like he was throwing the line he intended, and it didn't end up where he intended. Yeah. Um, so it, it, and it was windy there, so it may be a little wind and... You know, I, you know, I don't know. It's it's hard transition. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if I mean. Yeah, you got to wonder about feel too, like you know, going yeah, from. It's a little different. Yeah. Oh, like going to the overmold and whatnot. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not talking crap about the overmold because I think there's some really cool possibilities for it. Um. But it's just the, different. The science behind it is really cool. Like I, I actually really hope that MVP, um, you know, I mean, who knows? I, I, admittedly have not thrown like hardly any MVP discs, but I, I really hope they perfect that craft because I think what they're doing, it makes sense. What, yeah, and from what I've heard, their mold consistency is awesome. Oh, I like that. So, yeah. So whatever they're I mean, doing I, over there, if it brings more mold consistency, I'm all about that. Yeah, and I don't doubt he'll dial it in. And he probably just needs to beat some stuff up, too. Well, that's the like, thing, too, yeah, is that he does seem like a player. He likes his old stuff. Yeah. And I don't think MVP works that way. I think because of the overmold and everything, I don't think they beat in. Like Ooh, maybe not very quite quickly as much, at all huh? from mm. and this is totally just from what i remember for you know just a couple random casuals that i've talked to about that throw mvp but they've said like oh i like it because it doesn't beat in as fast and i can have the same disc for longer interesting maybe i'm wrong but um i, mean, I don't know it's different seems reasonable yeah i'll give I mean, it to you <laughs> I mean, just from a armchair, like kind of physics standpoint, you know, if you if you've got a different material on the outside that acts almost like you know the frame of a car, where mm-hmm. the, the impact isn't going like through the middle of the disc, it's kind of going around it. Mm-hmm. I mean that kind of makes sense to me like having two different plastics and it's kind of like you know rubbery so yeah i don't know but yeah it'll be interesting to see if if they end up actually you know tweaking some of their molds or coming out with some more molds that are i think they're coming out with a run a run for him okay Uh, because i was thinking back to our our beer talk i owe somebody a beer i'm sure yeah hi may (laughs) uh but they are coming out with a set for him nice yeah so that'll probably that'll probably help a lot and yeah you know when he's still like we're talking again we're armchair experts here he's playing well yes he's eighth in the national tour out of you know where all the top people are playing Yeah. yeah so yeah i mean he's still he's still beating you know, yeah, like Emerson Keith, Nico, Joel Freeman. Um, Joel's been 
to see he he came back strong. Yep. More more Colorado love from my side, but. Yep. Uh, Big Germ, he's been showing up in you know kind of top twenty, top fifteen lately. He got eleventh, so I'm happy to yeah. see him. You know, kind of chugging along. Agreed. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he he has plenty more you know top card appearances and stuff like that because everybody loves him so yeah he's fun to watch yeah and then somebody else who's just kind of quietly or maybe not even not so quietly because he had some he had a recorded round in texas i didn't get around to watching his round because i think it was on maybe otb but uh brody he's been kind of quietly placing you know upper you know quarter of the field in mpo in the last couple tournaments i mean he got 24th at texas state championships and then he placed pretty well at um at las vegas yeah he placed 25th at vegas as well 23rd at the Memorial, 47th at Waco. I mean, those are nothing to scoff at for a guy that's been throwing a disc golf disc for two years. Yeah. And I mean, for not even like a year and a half. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. He's definitely come a long way since, since Waco. And sure, yeah. you know what? I, I kind of love to see it because I love it. I mean, I. I mean, I'm kind of an anti-hater person in the first place. Like, I would much rather root for somebody than clown on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can clown on somebody just out of out of love, you know, but I feel like there were some genuine haters, some genuine Brody haters out there. For sure. And I feel like he's, you know, he's he's over a thousand rated. Right he's now. legit. Yeah. He is no joke. And climbing, because he, yeah, he go up. Ratings were like ten thirty five, ten ten, ten twenty five, unofficially, of course. But his ratings just gonna keep going up. I mean, he's on his way to probably getting over ten ten pretty soon. I would, yeah. I would yeah, guess, I mean, and yeah. Uh, so I have a funny story. Um, one of my good friends from college lived with him for few years and we keep in touch here he lives in denver now so we don't see each other that often but he texted me the other day and apparently brody was on not gonna remember the podcast name it was one of the biggest sports podcasts in the country um and he had like a little 20 minute segment on it and my buddy kyle texts me and he's like please tell me you're better than brody (laughs) <laughs> and i was like yeah technically i'm better than brody still and he's like oh my god thank god he just started playing you better be better than him. <laughs> oh <my. laughs> and oh. he doesn't follow disc golf at all like he obviously knows what i do and right keeps keeps up with what i'm what i'm up to but he doesn't know about the rating system he doesn't really know like the finer details of it and it was just so funny to hear him say it that way you know (laughs) (laughs) and i have to say yeah i'm i'm higher rated than him like for now 
but man, he's cruising. I better keep my yep. keep shooting some hot scores because. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, I just got done talking about the haters, but it's gonna sound kind of hatery. But I mean, you're also not getting lessons from Paul Macbeth, you know. I don't. True. I actually, I don't know how much. Um, I guess I get. I haven't been keeping up with paul or brody's youtube very much as i haven't late. seen them together in a while but yeah i mean so, yeah. it's just athletes in disc golf like the more athletes like brody's i'm not like a brody lover i'm not a hater either but right he's an athlete like he he's played competitive sports his whole life he's gonna get good at whatever he wants to do and disc golf is not that hard to get decent you know right like he he's putting the time in he doesn't you know this is his full-time job yep and it, it, it's, it's cool i i i absolutely love it yeah yeah i'm yeah so i'm just kind of like where are you at now haters hmm? Hmm? yeah i, lo- I love it yeah what, what are you saying now he's way better than you now what up <laughs> yeah i almost want to go on a couple couple uh deep dives of people last year saying oh he's gonna he's gonna quit he's not even gonna you know he'll never make it blah 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 go back on there and be like hey what up checking in in 2021 (laughs) where you at (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah there's a yeah it's i get that i get that weird instinct with this is totally beside the point, but I get that weird instinct to do that sometimes. Like, you know, you see like a comment on Facebook about something and somebody makes some kind of wild claim, you know, especially mm-hmm. for me on the, uh, the Dismania collector and thrower group. Like somebody will be like, Oh, Dismania is going to go out of business by the end of the year, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, I almost want to just like, save the link to that comment and just like set an alarm on my phone like, <laughs> go back and tell this guy to fuck off you know <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's it's honestly it's a good thing because it doesn't happen in anything that's dead you know we're a thriving sport or a thriving community it's you know I, I constantly see people talking shit about lebron james <laughs> true it's yeah. only we can get to that level you know like <laughs> I want to get that. I want Paul to be that hated. Yeah, that's true. That's the, that's the, this should be the goal of the sport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. There will the always be famous, I guess. So yeah, there is, there is that you're right. I should, I should look at the other side of the coin a bit more as well. So yeah. Embrace the but fame. <laughs> it's not going to stop me from scoffing at them though. No, deep, I still, deep I, scoffs yeah, and deep I'm sighs. I'm with you on that one, 100%. <laughs> Just playing <laughs> yeah um but yeah also on the on the fpo side um alexis i'm gonna totally butcher her last name mandahano Mandahano. yeah i think you nailed it actually it's sweet yeah yeah uh i was enjoying watching watching some of her play there as well she is clean She's doing really, really well over the twenty this twenty twenty one season as well. 
Absolutely. Um, Memorial, sixth place. Um, Belton, eighth place. Now fourth place at States. She seems yeah. like a super creative player, too. Um, well, and she's just, like, her form is really good. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool to watch. Um, let's see. I, I wonder what her round ratings were as well. Oh, 929, 964, 957. And she's currently rated 925. So, yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's on the come up as well. Yeah. On... Again, a really tough course, I think. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody would argue that. Yeah. So, I mean, you hit two trees and, you know, take a triple yeah. bogey and there goes your rating, you know? Well, and so, Haley King, it's, it's just another, Haley King is another example of that. Like, I think of like Haley King, I think Bomber. Yeah. But wins in a wooded course, like, I, I love seeing that shows they have like all the control. Yep. And again, her putting looked super clean yet again. Yeah. yeah. So I think for me, that's, it was good to see it. Cause she, she's kind of struggled to start the year. If I remember right. Well, struggled is a relative term. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, compared to I what... personally expect Haley to be right there with cat and page. Yeah. Every, every turn. Exactly. Yeah, with with her her skill set at, at Vegas, like you said, we kind of think about her just bombing stuff. Definitely yeah. expected her to be like top three. She ended up placing fifth, which again, not scoffing at that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. But but she's an elite. <laughs> she's an elite. She's we, like a Ricky. You know. Yeah, yeah. We it's figure she'll be she'll be top three, and I mean. It's it's no secret FBO kind of the the split between the top I want to say five or six players and the rest of the field can be kind of drastic on a lot of tournaments. Yeah. Um Although Texas State's kept it pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I mean, yeah, I think the biggest drop off was between like I mean, third honestly, and fourth, you think three down, four down, three and down? one down, but that's not too bad. I mean, honestly, the biggest split was Haley winning. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. There's three strokes <laughs> there. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're actually right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it spreads more when it's a, like a wide open bomber course. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's like an elite distance with the ladies, but they all have the skill to like compete on a course where they can all reach the holes. It's just yeah. there's a handful that can throw it a hundred feet farther than all the other women, so it's hard to keep it close, you know. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think the tour has been doing a good job. It's a total side note of I don't know how the general public feels about the ladies tees or more specifically the ladies feel about the ladies tees, but I feel like they've been doing a better job of making it more like competitive within the field. Mm -hmm. Cause it kind of used to be like, you just throw a huge bomb and then you throw an upshot and then you tap in for a lot right. of those longer holes where now they're making it more like risk reward, more like bonus birdies 
that kind of stuff, which is good. Yeah. At, I, at least I, my perspective from a, like a spectator perspective. Yeah. I, I also get that vibe as well. I remember I'm trying to think of if it was last year or the year before where they had the women's uh, worlds and people were just super upset that all the holes were fairly short, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I do remember that. Was. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that was a little, a little too extreme in for me. Uh, yeah. You know, keeping it I, probably in like that, like 380, you know, some four hundreds stuff like that, I think is totally doable for, you know, yeah, all I mean, the top I, 10 players at least, you know? Well, it should be relative. Like there are certain holes where Eagle has a distinct advantage and that's fine. Like you should have an advantage for throwing really far, but it shouldn't be every hole. Right. Um, I, I I come across this a lot in Colorado where we have, I feel like our state is known for three and a halfs, like par three and a half. <laughs> it's like, it's unreachable unless you do something completely crazy, but everyone's going to three it. Yeah. So like get a nice, like 50 foot jump. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you and I, I, I hate those kind of holes. And I feel like the FPO field has been dealing with those kind of holes for years where they keep them on the men's course, but they don't throw as far as the men and it, it should be adjusted. Like it, it, it should be yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Just for the style of play. Yeah. Like, just to keep it like, you know, you get your bonus birdies for pure distance. You get your bonus birdies for accuracy. Like it, it needs to be split. And I feel like they've been doing a good job of that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, I didn't make note of it consciously, but now that you're talking about it, I have definitely noticed a lot more just birdie opportunities. Yeah. Where instead of having 40 footers, 50 footers, and they're just kind of, you know, jump putting or laying up. Mm -hmm. They're actually getting, you know, 15 footers or parking them or whatever. I think I've definitely noticed a lot more. I think it, I, I think it is a, a good combination of the level of skill that, that is developing, you know, with disc golf blowing up and, you know, we talked a little bit already about, the science behind disc golf, you know, some of the, like the disc golf strong and, you know, um, we're learning a lot more about form these days about, you know, what's healthy and sustainable form wise. And there's just mm -hmm. a lot more information now, I think for, for those that are growing into the sport, both on the men's and women's side. So I feel like distance in general is, is getting better and accuracy mm -hmm. for sure. Like we're just going to continue to see more and more improvements so I kind of chalked it up to that, but now that now that you're talking about it, it kind of that does actually make sense that I think you're right. They have been doing a little bit better about you know where they're setting up tees and stuff like that. So just tweaking a little bit. Yeah. 
just a little little fine tuning yeah so yeah um and then Paige, like i don't know what yeah Paige is gonna need to find herself because we need a thousand rated woman yeah the the road to uh to thousand just got maybe a little bit longer it definitely got longer yeah i honestly i thought there is a strong i i felt confident she was gonna hit it during this tournament like i thought she was just gonna absolutely pop off like she was just gonna not hit a single tree (laughs) (laughs) yeah just win by 10 yeah like she does yep and yeah i I kind of did too and no not the case yeah so but i'm still confident that she'll she'll hit a thousand i'm sure she's still confident too that she's gonna do it it also blows my mind yeah truly i distinct i've talked about on this podcast before but i distinctly remember when i passed valerie who at time was the highest rated fpo Mm -hmm. and it was like 970 965 or something it's like so proud now it's a freaking thousand like (laughs) it's insane yep well she's got jonesboro coming up jonesboro should play to her strengths a lot i think i think that's going to be a huge boost um no where is otb otb open what course is that i don't even know stockton california help Uh, me out here yeah i don't even know what course that is to be honest swenson park swenson park what are they doing out here (laughs) oh it's the san francisco open it's the that should play to her strengths too it's like a tired ball course that's epic and i really want to play it yes actually yeah yeah, i haven't so the next two look great for her yes yeah i definitely agree and then santa cruz who knows yeah (laughs) (laughs) i could go anyway (laughs) yeah don't roll away yeah you just get daylight out of your mind yeah yeah, don't get daylight i really considered going to there and i mean the daylight effect was not in the reason why i didn't but I had the thought in the back of my head was like, do I really want to put myself through that? <laughs> yeah. Have you have you played uh Daylon before? I have not. Uh well yeah, that's probably I mean it's not like I'm unfamiliar with we we have those terms out here on the Colorado Mountains, you get plenty of rollaways, but <laughs> Yeah. I just think uh Daylaw has its own The hard pan lines. mixed with the rollaways does look interesting. Yeah. I, I, have... I think Daylaw is one of those courses because there's a there's quite a few blind holes too. So, I mean, I'm sure you would go out and practice the course for a while. Oh, but yeah, yeah. It'd be tough if if I were gonna... you, it would be tough for me to justify spending the money to go out there and. Yeah, it's just a bucket list course, you know. Yeah, definitely. At this point, I'm like. I just want to play the courses I really want to play. Yeah. But you can't throw the uh, the top of the mountain shot anymore. I think they changed that now. Yeah, I heard that. That's a so big bump. You missed out on that one. 
but I'm sure you guys got plenty of yeah, we got some down the giant hill. <laughs> when you come on out here, we'll show you some top of the mountain stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll be true top of the mountain. <laughs> and then hike back up the mountain. Yeah, up the yeah. mountain. I'll be like top of the U.S. stuff. Throw off of one mountain onto the side of the other mountain. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, in, uh, in some some other news dismania i feel like uh i wouldn't be a true fanboy if i didn't mention we've got some new molds coming soon which i'm very excited about it looks like um we got a couple molds for the evolution line so coming from you latitude boys we're getting some yeah buddy some new plastic and then some from the the active line so that you can line um so pretty interested it looks like uh maybe a mid uh, maybe a mid and a driver i think from the evolution line and i've looked too much at the at the active line i think it's still a a mid and another driver i think for the for the active line so a couple new mids and drivers coming coming soon which will be nice um we definitely you know I don't know how it's been on the latitude side. Honestly, I haven't really, you know, I don't really pay attention to releases all that much for other companies. For but, sure. um, I'm it's sure been it hasn't while. been as it usually is. I don't yeah, know. How but it's honestly, been. it's fine. <laughs> Between the three companies, I feel like they put out so much plastic. I'm like, Oh my, my bag is so happy. I don't need all this stuff. Right. But they also just released the Evader, which I'm like, ooh, that's a new toy. I really liked it. I want to put it in my bag. So we'll see how that goes. So what? Uh, what is that? Uh, it's like an overstable seven speed. Oh, okay. Not like stupid overstable, but um, you can watch me throw it on my Instagram. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, shameless plug. Let's go. <laughs> well, you haven't plugged anything so far. Well, it's just my name. Just Tyler Lehman. Well, there you go. Go follow Tyler on Instagram so you can see him putt in the wind and throw (laughs) a new disc. (laughs) So so are you forehanding it or backhand? No, probably backhand. It's got a decent dome. I I don't like forehanding domey discs, but Mm. they just don't come out clean. My form's not good enough. Um, Gotcha. But so what, it flew nice and it feels like it fits a slot that I don't have. So we'll see. Yeah. What is it? What does it kind of fit? That's what I was going to ask compared to what you currently have. What it's kind of, like, it kinda... it's kind of like a speed fit. Like it flies really similar to other discs I have, like the getaway. Uh, it's okay. kind of like a Thunderbird ish thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, just like a stable fairway, but it's kind of like that weird speed weird distance where it's a little slower a little more controllable and um, when you have that that tweener shot yeah you really want to throw your mid and i really like throwing slow discs when i can um i'd rather power up on a slow disc so yeah we'll see we'll give it a couple of goes and see if i end up throwing it give it the old college try yeah exactly <laughs> what uh what plastic you throwing it in uh i have it in the lucid so like the the candy plastic the... yeah nice D- did they release it in 
in others or just just lucid for now they did do a limited release in the chameleon Ooh. Um, which sounds pretty nice but they sold out like within like 14 seconds or something so <laughs> oh man they didn't get you the hookup no we only get, we, we get the uh the prototypes so right now i just have the the lucid and oh, okay yeah the other ones are gone yeah is the have you noticed flight characteristic consistency like differences between the lucid and the chameleon oh yeah big is chameleon time. more stable way more stable okay cool yeah no doubt and it uh what do you guys call the chameleon again um our special blend is meta i believe meta that's right yeah so they they also have from what i understand there's like we we have like opto which is the candy Mm -hmm. yep and then opto x which is the candy plus like a hardener yeah so it's it's stiffer and more of a stable right yeah and then there's like the opto x plus the chameleon but the chameleon part i don't know how much that specifically affects the stability as much as the x part okay gotcha. i don't know if they can make chameleon without the x so i Ah. i think all chameleon is technically x also ah so i think that is actually where the stability comes from i could be wrong but i i think I think that's right. Gotcha. Um, Your meta is stiffer, right? Uh, I actually, the only meta disc we've got so far is the Instinct. And to be honest, I don't throw the Instinct. I throw FD2s, so I didn't even get one. Um, Okay. Because it was just a mystery box release. When you get one. I'm pretty sure that that's a component of the chameleon is the, the stiffness. And that's where the stability comes from for whatever cooling. I think it's like a the uh wing wing height what do they call that parting line yeah parting line Mm -hmm. i think it's a component of how the stiffness cools and that's where the stability comes from but yeah for like holds it holds the mold a little bit better or something yeah i don't know some fancy you know disc golf stuff (laughs) (laughs) you know it's Tomas here's your, thing. Here's your, yeah, here's your pro analysis. It's some fancy disc golf stuff. Yeah, there you go. But no, yeah, I was I actually I've been curious about that. So um yeah, and that is why I ask. I am wondering when the next time we'll get a, a meta release. So and meta hoping, Enigma sounds really, really nice. I'm hoping you get like a meta what like an understable fairway. What is that? Um, the essence we have an essence that's the flippy fairway so that is my favorite like chameleon or x disc because it's like flippy but it sort of still behaves like an overstable disc like i throw the maverick which is normally really flippy and in the x plastic it's so controllable but it still like has the flippy tendencies i don't know it's hard to explain but it's just so you can kind of like put put a lot of speed on it still and yeah you can still hit it but it yeah it's just a little less finicky yeah exactly which is nice for me being a off-axis torque boy <laughs> when 
I just go gorilla mode and forget everything that I've tried to smooth out my form with. You know, sometimes you just got to go for it. When I do the Conrad run up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah, man. Cool. So that's, I mean, that's about all I had for, for today. Um, yeah. Do you got any shout outs or plugs or anything before we get out of here? No, no, I think I'm good. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody that's, that's been listening. Um, if you're not listening on YouTube right now for, for myself, I'd appreciate if you guys go check out my YouTube channel called Thunder Disc Golf. Um, you can also search for this maniacs podcast. If you're listening on YouTube now on any of your favorite listening venues, that would be iTunes, Spotify, or, you know, any real podcast RSS feed, you can access us there. But, uh, otherwise, thanks you guys again for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thanks guys.